Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. God bless. Hey, just as we were worshipping in that third song, um, you know, take my all, take my best, take my everything. And, uh, and I just had the sense like, man, I, I, I don't know, I just feel the spirit in this moment right now. But just that there are some people you're like, man, my best is nothing. Like my best is not Instagram material. Like my best is not anything of worth or value. Like what is my best to God? And here's a great principle in, in the great biblical principle when it comes to sacrifices that the most important thing is not the sacrifice, it's the obedience. Genesis chapter four, there's a story of Cain and Abel. Like, like the start of the Bible's wild, guys. And like the, the, these first two kids, you know, to, to Adam and Eve and, and, and it all falls apart. Like the, it's wild. And, but it says at the start, there's this moment where like they, they, both Cain and Abel go to offer a sacrifice to God. And it says that God was, wasn't pleased with Cain and his sacrifice but he was pleased with Abel and his sacrifice. And actually the order of those words is really important. God was pleased with Abel and the sacrifice he brought. It's not about what you bring to God. It's that you come to God. He blesses what's in your hands. He blesses what's in your hands. And all you and I, what we have to do is we have to bring ourselves into the presence of God and say, God, this this is my best. And, and, and it might not be great, but this is it. And I'm just bringing it because you told me to bring it. And God's pleased. He's pleased. This morning, Jesus, just as we dig into your word and as we chase after you today and for the rest of this year, God, that you would meet us in this place. You would meet us with the best that we have today. All of us everything, the best of what we have, God, and that in that experience this morning, we wouldn't feel a a heaviness or a condemnation or a lack or a less than. God, we would experience joy. We would experience your pleasure, God, in our obedience to come into your presence. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can grab a seat. You know, Christchurch was actually the last place I preached in before we moved to Denmark. And it's the first place I'm preaching in having moved back. It just feels significant. I don't know why. Uh, It just feels like it, and I'm throwing it out there, okay? You pick it up if you want to. I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, me and my wife, Sarah, we've been living in Denmark for four and a half years, and we went for a year, and it was, you know, the longest year of our lives. Four and a half years later, we came back. We've got family who happily took boxes for us that we would pick up in a year's time and and uh, haven't heard from them. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, it's so wonderful to be back and it's all kinds of crazy. It's weird to be preaching in a morning service and not have to stop every now and again to let a translator translate. And uh, this is wild. And so we'll see how all of that goes as well. I learned a few things in, in living in 
in Denmark and in Europe that maybe I knew before we moved, but I didn't know, right? One of those things is that Sarah loves to travel. My wife loves to travel. And uh, she, I knew this because she had done an, an OE, you know, long before she met me. Not long before, she's not that old. Uh, and before she met me, and, uh, <laughs> and she had lived in, in the UK for a couple of years and traveled all throughout Europe. I know she loves to travel. Me, on the other hand, I think the, the learning I learned is that I kind of think if you've seen one city, you've seen all cities, right? It's variations on a theme, okay? And, and really, you, you, don't need to, you don't need to see too much. And so I'm quite happy I've learned to stay at home. Uh, Sarah would love to travel. And you know what? I think, my, I think how I feel about traveling is okay, okay? Unless you're married to someone who loves to travel, then there's probably, you've got to move a little bit. I think generally that's an okay attitude to have. It's okay to think, you know, you don't need to see every city in the world, okay? Like one old city, great. Another old city, it's the same, okay? That, that's fine. It's fine. I love history. I love reading about history. I couldn't care less about museums. Sarah takes four hours to walk through a museum. I'm in and out in five minutes. Great, saw the old things. Can I buy a book at the shop at the end? I'm down for that. I think it's okay, it's okay. It's okay in life, but I think it's really detrimental when it comes to faith. I think we can't have an attitude like that as people who follow Jesus. I think as Christians, we've gotta be, we've gotta be open to living a life of adventure. Right? It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, every second year reinvent ourselves, sell everything we own and move to Denmark. Uh, I don't think you should do that. Winter's hard <laughs> in Denmark. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it necessarily means that, but to follow Jesus is to understand that he's calling us on an adventure. Right? He's calling us to follow after him, to go where it is that he goes and I think you and I, we've got we've to be open to following Jesus into new places. We've got to be open to following him into new places. And I just feel coming into 2023, I mean, I, I, me and Sarah and our family, we did COVID in Europe. So we kind of missed COVID in New Zealand. And to kind of really know what the experience was like for people living in New Zealand. But I just kind of feel as we landed in New Zealand and as we like kind of get into life in New Zealand, the thing that I'm carrying with me is that I'm going to chase after Jesus this year. I'm going to chase after the presence of God. And, and, and to do that, I'm going to have to leave some things behind. Right? I'm going to have to leave some hang-ups. I'm going to have to leave some frustrations, some hurts, some disappointment, some grievances, some offenses, some bitterness, some unforgiveness. I'm going to have to leave some stuff behind this year. But I feel like 2023, and I mean, we're at the end of January now. This isn't a New Year's message. It's just, I think this is a good message for any time, right? Just to hit the reset button and be like, what am I doing with Jesus? What am I doing with Jesus? Yeah, and we don't have to wait to January to do it, but some of you aren't listening because you're too worried that I brought my overnight bag to the stage to preach. Did no one, that didn't make it into the email? 
bring your sleeping bags and it's a long message today. It'll be clear. (laughs) Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 to 5. When you see the ark of the... Late puberty. Uh, When you see the ark, the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God carried by the Levitical priests, you're to break camp and follow it, but keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourselves and the ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go, for you haven't traveled this way before. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Cool, eh? And I just, every time I read this passage, it's like, yes, that's what I want. And, and I love this idea in this passage that you haven't traveled this way before. You haven't been this way before. And I don't know how many of you kind of came into 2023 just like, Man, one more time around the mountain. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just going to be the same again this year. I want to speak to that kind of, that spirit or that feeling in the room. And, and I hope by the end of this morning, it's replaced with, with faith and excitement for what God could do this year. You haven't been this way. This isn't a year like any other year. It's not like 2022. It's not like 2021. It's not like 2020. It's 2023, and God wants to do something new in you and through you and around you and by you. And, 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 he, and he says, you know, you haven't been this way before. What's the way that they're going? It's like uh, Joshua says to the people, like, uh, you, you've just got to follow after the Ark of the Covenant, And the Ark of the Covenant was this kind of box where the presence of God dwelled, which is a crazy thought. Like, God condescends to us so much, right? Like, he he works really hard to make himself approachable by us. So so if you're here this morning and you're just like, God is so distant and, and I feel like I don't hear him, he is working really hard to be grasped and laid a hold of by you. He makes himself small enough to fit inside a box that the people of Israel carried around. <laughs> Crazy. And so, so Joshua says to the people, you send the ark out first. You send the presence of God out, and then you chase after it. This year, I want it to be a year where I just see where is the presence of God, and I'm going to run after it. And I don't know. It's going to be scary. It's going to be it's going to be overwhelming. It might make me feel uncertain or anxious at times, but, but I know and I trust that he's good and he's leading me into good places and he's trustworthy. So this year, I'm, going to, I'm just going to chase after the presence of God. And, 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 and I'm not going to assume what this year holds for me. See, this moment for the Israelites happens after 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. Man, what, what do you think they thought year 41 would be like? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, one more time around, God? <laughs> okay. It's like, no, no, something shifted in year 40. Year 41 was going to be drastically different. And, and you and I, we don't know what 2023 is going to hold, but I'm not going to go into it with an attitude like this is one more time around the mountain. This is one more time through the wilderness. I'm going to keep the presence of God inside, and I'm going to trust that this year he's going to lead us into good places. 
and maybe challenging places, but definitely blessed places. But wherever we end up this year, it'll be because we followed his presence. That's, I want to get to the end of 2023, look back and say, man, we're in a crazy place, but it's because we followed him and now it's his problem. <laughs> that was a little bit of us uh, making the decision to move back to New Zealand. We we were pretty pretty well established in, in Denmark and our kids were really putting down roots and they prefer to speak Danish, which is just terrible uh, for me as a parent because I don't really. And... Um, and, and I'm only relying on when something sounds like a swear word, you know, and what did you say? But a lot of Danish sounds like a swear word, and so it's <laughs> difficult. And um, so our kids were putting down roots in Denmark, and Sarah and I felt like God was saying to us, you have to put down roots somewhere. And we re- recognized that we'd been sort of living in a hotel for four years, and li- not literally living out of suitcases, but figuratively. We hadn't really put down roots. And if we weren't careful, our kids would do it for us. And, uh, and we went to shout in Europe and uh, just a whole bunch of things collided. I don't know if you've ever had that sort of experience where you have like a vague thought and then you just step into an environment and it's like you get like punched from like 15 different angles and then you leave and you're like, oh, I guess we're moving back to New Zealand. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that happened for us. And, and it was not just that we were moving back to New Zealand, which I'll be honest, was bottom of the list of like exciting options we could have done, right? And, uh, and I love New Zealand. Uh, great to be back. Wonderful to be in the room with you today. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, not just that we were moving back to New Zealand, but that we were doing it really quickly, in like five months or something, really quickly, which was a tough thing for our workplaces to kind of uh, get their heads around, and things just move slower in Scandinavia anyway, and uh, they're not quite used to that, so, and it was all kind of crazy, and so in the middle of all of that, like trying to finish off our work well, and trying to pack down a house, and get the kids sorted, it's like, yeah, on top of that, we have to find schools in Auckland where I've never lived, find a house in Auckland, I've I've never lived, I don't know where's good in Auckland, and and do all of these things from Denmark, and there just came a point in that whole experience where I was like, look, God, (laughs) you told us to do it, we're doing it, you fix it, (laughs) I'm going to bed, (laughs) And I, and I think there, there is weight in that. We can do that when we know that we've been obedient to the call. When we know that we're doing the thing that God's asked us to do, there's a point at which you go, you said to do it, I'm doing it. I don't know how to figure this out. You figure it out. And, and it ends up, Sarah and I, we, uh, this is kind of, we, we, the kids got into the first school we applied for. We're applying like way too late for any schools. Uh, we got the first house we applied for in Auckland, which is just crazy. And, and just a whole heap of things have just really fallen into place. And I just want to tell you this morning that on the back of your obedience is blessing. 
on the back of your obedience is blessing. And it can be terrifying. I'm sure it was scary for the Israelites to, in this moment, to step out and to follow the ark into new places and new territories and, and new things. But the, on the other side of the terror was a blessing waiting for them. And God often leads us into good places, but, but they're on the other side of often scary places and anxious places and uncertain places and worrying places. And, and Joshua says to the people of God, he says, you have to consecrate yourself, which is kind of an old, old school sort of word. We don't really use it in everyday, uh, everyday conversation, do we? But consecrate, you do? Oh, crazy. Uh, spot the Christians uh, in the front row. Just consecrate in all kinds of things, I bet. Um, <laughs> so consecrate, that's a good joke, I like that. Uh, consecrate means, it just means to set apart, right? And, and to, to intentionally uh, devote something or devote yourself to something, to, to kind of intentionally stop and set this thing apart. And you know, I, I'm a little bit cynical when it comes to New Year's resolutions, right? They're born in a moment of motivation and and die on the first hill of discipline that you come to, right? <laughs> right? That's just a way to make yourself feel bad about yourself right at the beginning of the year. Like, let's get that out of the way and move on. Like, so I'm not really, I'm a bit cynical about New Year's resolutions, but I love the idea of consecration. <laughs> and at the start of a year, taking this opportunity in January to go, you know what? I'm sick of walking around the wilderness. I'm sick of one more time around this mountain. I'm sick of the same old, same old. I'm going to set aside this year to intentionally run after God and just see where it takes me. And, like, and, and, and just go where he goes. I, I reckon you'd have a pretty good year. And, and you know what? And so that's my thought as I'm stepping into this year. It's like my priority is simply running after God. Everything else we'll, we'll kind of deal with as we get to it. And and, and in order to do that, there's, a, there's an element of which I have to leave behind the things I've been carrying from previous years, right? I've got to leave it behind. And, and so I don't, I don't need to drag it with me into 2023. And it, the story goes on in, uh, in Joshua chapter 5. So, so the Israelites, they step into this land that God had promised them. They follow the ark, the waters part. They step in. It's giants. It's fortified cities. They go to war. It's awesome. Like, it'd make a great movie. And they, they, they're victorious, and God fights for them, and crazy things like walking around cities and blowing trumpets and walls falling down and wild stuff. And in Joshua chapter 5, it says, And the day after they ate from the produce of the land... The manna ceased. Since there was no more manna for the Israelites, they ate from the, the crops of the land of Canaan that year. So here's the picture. Up until this moment, they have been experiencing like Uber Eats food delivery uh, to their tent door every morning. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> like just God's, you know, Uber Eats or in Denmark it was Just Eats and and it, would, uh, and it would arrive every morning. So this was the provision and favor and generosity of God to a, to a people wandering around in the wilderness because of disobedience. 
He's like, yeah, but I'll still feed you. It's like, you know, if, you, if you're a parent in the room, you get it. It's like, you shouldn't have stolen the money out of my wallet, but you still do get to eat dinner, yes. Uh, and, um, and so th- they've been experiencing this kind of Uber Eats delivery to their tent door. And, and in Joshua chapter 5, we see the moment that they began to eat from the crops in the land that God had sent them into, the manna stops. How many people do you think were annoyed about that? Right? Like, yeah, the promised land's great, but I used to get food delivery. <laughs> and uh, who do I call? Uh, because it stopped. And uh, I'm going to have to go out into some fields now and look after some crops and do some work to feed myself and to feed my family. A, a new season requires new things. A new season requires new, new things. The blessing of the old season stops in the new season, right? Once the Israelites had enjoyed the blessing of the new season, crops, proper fruit, proper food, the blessing of the old season stopped. Each season of your life has an available blessing, even the tough ones, even the wilderness seasons, we are wandering around for 40 years. There's a blessing. You didn't have to, you didn't have to dig no vegetables. Right? There, is a, there is an available blessing in every season of your life. The danger for us is that we can't let ourselves get married to the blessing or we'll never want to change the season. We'll never want to change the season. I bet there were Israelites who were like, the day the manna stopped, they're like, this is dumb. <laughs> All right, this is stupid. Wow, we should go back to the wilderness, right? Because they enjoyed the blessing of that season. And, and so there, there were good things. There were good things that happened to you in the 90s. And we can celebrate that. But the solution is not to spend the rest of your life living like it was the 90s. Come on, there were clothes that looked good on you in the 90s. I actually don't, uh, has anyone seen any photos from the 90s recently? I don't think that was true for anyone, honestly. (laughs) The 90s was an interesting period of time. But it's time to recognize that the season's changed and and the season requires new clothes. And I wonder, what what are you wearing as you step into 2023? What are you going to consciously clothe yourself in as you step into this year? Man, I miss the music we used to play. Look, everybody over 30 misses the music we used to play. Okay, we get it. Keith Green was the bomb. Uh, Okay, it's good. Everyone over 30 misses the music we used to play. But, but, But the season changes, right? Generations change. And we don't want to marry ourselves to the blessing. Yeah, I had a great experience listening to scripture and song in my room when I was a kid. That doesn't mean I think we've got to stay there. The season changes. And we can celebrate it, but we've got to move on. I miss the way we did small groups 10 years ago. Sure, it was cozy. It was fun. One guy playing a guitar badly, like, uh, you know, in, in somebody's lounge. That, that was my dad, by the way. Like, man, not, not good. And... Uh, 
Yeah, it was cozy, it was, but the season changes. Things change. We need new clothes for new seasons. Come on, we're going to go into 2023 intentionally having put on something for this year. Not, not looking in the wardrobe for what looked good on us in the 90s and stubbornly stepping into 2023 looking just awful. And so, come on, you and I, we can eat the fruit of God's promise or we can get manna in the wilderness and we get to choose. We can eat the fruit of God's promise or we can eat manna in the wilderness, but we have to choose. I wonder what you're going to choose this morning. You and I, we can hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness and frustration and disappointment and anxiety and fear, or we can deal with it and we can follow the presence of God. I just wonder, what are you wearing into 2022? I've um, become very familiar with these cases over the last couple of weeks. And uh, not, I mean, our, our air travel was, you know, incredibly long periods of boredom in a plane punctuated by manically stressed uh, running through airports and trying to get the kids through security and a bit of a nightmare. And so, but I'm very familiar with these cases and um, there were a few times, uh, you know, has anyone traveled recently and you've just done like, I'm just going to go carry on? And then you walk through the airport like, this way's nothing. And it's like 15 kilo over the carry on. Like, you're just trying to fool everyone, like, Haha, what a light case. <laughs> I think some of us got real good at doing that with our own baggage, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we like to, maybe it's lighter than it actually is. And one of the other things is, you know, what I'm really grateful for is, you know, years ago, uh, Things like this didn't used to have wheels. So you had to actually carry. You had to feel the weight of your luggage as you walked through the airport or as you walked through life. You had to feel the weight of your baggage. But then we got smart and we put wheels on it and we don't have to feel the weight of it anymore. There's all kinds of coping mechanisms. We put on another Netflix show. Ooh. Uh, you know, we go to YouTube. We maybe drink a little, maybe, maybe do something else. I don't know, go clubbing. We do all kinds of things to medicate and to not feel the weight of our luggage, of our baggage. And it's all okay. It can get, it can get you through. But the problem is, as soon as we put wheels on it, we, we could fill it up with more stuff. Yeah. And we can make it heavier. And all of that's fine when you're just navigating life generally. You could get through life. But what happens when something changes? Yeah. Right? What happens when you encounter a staircase? Now suddenly you've got to drag this thing that you've been packing stuff into for 15 years, resentments, frustrations, offenses, disappointments, all kinds of things. We've been packing into it for 15 years and it's been fine as we've just navigated life, but now that we're going to step into something new and follow the presence of God, man, you and I, we've got a choice to make because it's a step up. It's a step up, and either we're going to do the hard work of picking up our 15 years of resentments and baggage, and we're going to carry that into the promised land too, or we've we got to let it go, or we've got to take our hands off it, say, no, I'm consecrating 2023. I am setting it apart. I'm consecrating it. For what? To simply chase after the presence of God to simply go where it is that he goes. And, and I want to step into a season 
that God is leading me into, and it's going to be a season with different blessings. And I don't want to marry myself to the blessing of the old season and miss the new thing that God wants to do. And so I'm going to let go of some things this year, right? I'm going to let go of some things. Maybe it's just the, I don't know, the the oppressiveness or the, the frustration of the last four years, three, four years. Maybe it's actually there, I don't know, maybe there are fractured relationships in here because of how everything, how the conversation got, right? It got crazy for a minute, didn't it? Not just in New Zealand, globally. It got a bit crazy for a minute. And, and, and maybe 2023 is the year where you go, you know, I, I'm going to do what I can to repair some of that. Maybe it wasn't even your fault. But you're going you're gonna to take... You're going to take the responsibility. I'm going to do what I can to step into this year in a different spirit than I'm leaving 2022. Right? I might be leaving 2022 with a certain spirit, but that doesn't mean I have to step into 23 with the same spirit. Well, we still got time this year to change it around. You know, often I think, because this whole language of blessing is really good, and often I think, that we tend to fall into the trap of thinking, man, if I was more blessed, I'd have an easier life, right? I'd have more money or more kids or fewer kids or uh, more cars (laughs) or more time. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, On the, the car right here, Sarah was like, you can't make the jokes that make it sound like you hate being a parent, Mike. Because people sometimes think you hate being a parent. <laughs> and honestly, what parent does it? <laughs> anyway, uh, those. <laughs> what, I, what I will say is those jokes did not go down well in Denmark. Uh, <laughs> very family forward in that country. And um, there were emails sent to the pastor like, is Mike, okay? <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Joshua chapter 17, uh, verses 14 to 17. This is kind of where we land the plane. What's the time? I don't know. Joseph's descendants said to Joshua, why did you give us only one tribal allotment as an inheritance? Right? This is time has passed. We've where we were in Joshua chapter 5, there's 12 chapters later, the conquest has happened, the inheritance, the land has been divided up among the people. And has anyone ever read the book of Joshua? And there's like this moment, I think it's like chapter 13, like half of the book of Joshua is like a Hollywood movie. It's awesome. And then chapter 13 or something, it just slows down and it's a list of who gets what land. And it's like worst ending to a movie ever. Right, super anticlimactic. But for, it's because it doesn't mean anything to us. But for the Jewish people remembering these stories, this was the moment. Yeah. This was the significant moment in the book. Like all, all of the battles are great, but they're the prologue to the main event, which is who gets what in the promised land? Who, who gets what inheritance from God? Because their whole story up until this moment has been uh, God promising them a, a land to call their own, 
And it's like, this is the moment where the promise gets fulfilled. The most significant promise for the, for the Hebrew people in the Old Testament. And it gets fulfilled in this moment. And so, and so yeah, there's this moment in, in chapter 17 where Joseph's descendants come and say to Joshua, why did you only give us one allotment? We've got a lot of people because the Lord has been blessing us greatly. Right? God has been blessing them and what does it produce? Problems. <laughs> God, we want your blessing. Uh, made life more difficult for Joseph's descendants. Right? More blessing means you run out of space. You need more space. More space requires something else. So Joshua replied to Joseph's family, you've got many people in great strength. You will not just have one allotment. It's like, oh, you don't have to all squish into this one tiny bit of land. The hill country is yours as well. It's a, I mean, it's a forest, sure. And so you should clear it. And then the area that's outlying areas will be yours. You, you might also want to drive out the Canaanites. Even, I mean, by the way, they have iron chariots and are, and are quite strong. But, but you're welcome to it. <laughs> Joshua, you haven't given us enough space totally fine. I totally understand it. You can have more space to, to, to carry the capacity of the blessing that God has poured out on you. You can have more space, but it looks like a land that needs to be cleared of trees and made suitable for farming and a land that needs to be cleared away from enemies and people who would actively work against you. And you're going to have to go to war again. And some of us, we're praying prayers like, God bless me, and we're praying them way too carefree. Because <laughs> if he were to, we might, we might wish he hadn't. God bless me. He wants to bless you today, church. He does. He wants to bless you. But we have to understand that more blessing equals more responsibility. And I bet there were Israelites who hated that the manna stopped flowing, but God was blessing them by bringing them into the land. But more blessing equals more responsibility. Being in the land meant tending gardens, looking after animals, building houses, fighting enemies. You know, there's a story even that Jesus tells, the parable of the talents, and we won't go into it, but, you know, he gives uh, differing, you know, one, I mean, I just teach the Bible. Uh, I don't have to remember it all the time. Uh, one, Two, right, and five, and Maya? Maya, okay, all the Bible, uh, yeah. Uh, let's just say it's one, two, and five. Today it's one, two, and five. And, um, and, uh, and, and, he, and he, Jesus tells a story about a manager, takes three servants, gives them one coin, two coins, five coins, and sends them off to make something with it, right? And, and the one who he, he gives five coins, coins too, comes back, says, I doubled it, here's another five coins, you're welcome, and he says, well done, good and faithful servant, you'll be blessed, and the guy who comes back with, uh, who, who he gave two coins, comes back, he's got four coins, he's like, yeah, I doubled it, great investment, well done, good and faithful servant, the guy who he gave one coin to comes back, and he says, man, I know you're a hard master, I know you, you're, you're tough, and so I didn't want to lose the coin, so I buried it in the dirt, and, and here I'd like to present it back to you. Right? I didn't lose it. <laughs> I didn't lose it. And the, what does the master say? He says, 
you lazy and wicked servant. And he takes his coin and he gives it to the guy who made five extra coins, right? What does reward for a job well done look like in the kingdom? More work. <laughs> uh, oh, God bless. And um, <laughs> it's been wonderful. Uh, in the kingdom, increased responsibility is your reward for faithfulness. Is your reward for faithfulness. And man, I don't want to live this year like the, the, the servant who got one coin and who played it safe. And at the end of the year, I could say, God, I didn't lose what you gave me. And to hear God say, man, I wish you had risked it. Even if you did lose it. I wish you had risked it. I wish you had you'd heard that little voice. And, you know, I don't know if you've had that experience. It's like, is this God or is this, is this just me? And, and sometimes we act on it and sometimes we don't. I don't want to get to the end of the year and for God to say, you know, man, I wish you had risked it. I wish you had taken those little prompts. I wish you had done something with the year that I gave you this year, 2023. Come on, what are we going to do with what God has entrusted us with this year? And come on, you haven't been this way before. This isn't a year like any other year. You've never had a year like this year. You don't know what this year is going to hold. And for some of you, I think that's a truly terrifying thought. Like, haven't we had enough of anxiety and unknowns and insecurity and not knowing what next week or next month or next year would hold? Man, what I can tell you is this, that I don't know what this year is going to hold for you. I don't know what it's going to hold for you, but, but what I do know is that God is going before you. I do know that he is going ahead of you and, and he is leading you into good places. And even in the bad places, he prepares a table for you in the middle of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil and whatever, whatever this year holds. If we are chasing after the presence of God, you'll be okay. Come on. You'll be okay. You'll be better than okay. You will be be, you'll be blessed. Come on, you'll be blessed. I really believe this is a year. And, and you'll look back on it at the end of this year and you'll say, man, I knew the blessing and the favor and most of all the presence of God this year. Because I want to tell you the presence of God is the prize. It's the prize. That's what Paul says. It's like, man, I count everything I lost for chasing after Jesus. Everything I lost, I consider it fertilizer for the joy of gaining him. That's pretty cool. The presence of God is the prize. And if at the end of the year, you look back and you say, man, I don't know what this year was about, but I do know I'm closer to him. I do know I hear his voice. I do know I feel more intimate with my creator. I do know I, 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 I know who he is better this year. That is a success. <laughs> Come on, that is such a win. That is such a victory this year. And you know what this church needs and this city needs is a, is a generation of Christians who know the one they're following, who know the Jesus they sing about the Jesus they say they love. Oh, and this year, let it be a year about that. I wonder if you can stand to your feet.
I just want to give you a moment just as the band comes up and plays something anointed. No pressure. I want, you, I want to give you a moment just to consecrate this year. Joshua says to the people, consecrate the year. Uh, no, consecrate yourselves, right? Consecrate yourselves. Tomorrow, God's going to do miracles. Wow. Man, if, if you want a front row seat to miracles and signs and wonders this year, Come on, let's step into this year with some intentionality. Having set it apart, having set it aside for whatever it is that God wants to do this year. And just as the band plays, I just want you to, I want you to raise your hands. I want you to kneel if you want to. I want you to do whatever it is that gets you uh, postured in a position uh, to receive from God or to connect or hear from God, to do something, to be in the, the presence of God, to remind yourself this morning that He is near and He makes Himself available and He wants to be grasped by you. And then in that moment, as you, as you make yourself open to Him and as the band plays, that you would just pray a simple prayer. God, I set aside this year. I set aside this year to run after You to chase after your presence, to go where it is you lead me. And God, I trust you with my year. And I trust you with my family. I trust you with my job and with my education. And I trust you with, with, with me and all I am and the best of what I am and everything I am. God, I trust it to you. Come on, just as we worship, make that your prayer. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.